Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. We can be free people. Now, sometimes we're bound again and we don't even know that we are. And I'm believing God today as I minister under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, His precious and holy Word, that people are going to see things that God is trying to reveal to them. Not what I'm trying to reveal. It'll do no good. You know, I can stand and point and say this and that, and you can look at me and say this and that, but it's what the Spirit of God puts His finger on is what we need to respond to today. And so that is what is going to happen. And then there's other people and it's obvious you're bound and you know that you are. And you need the loosing power of God to come into your life today. Well, I want to tell you He is present. He is here and He will meet you at the place that you are. But I'm going to tell you He will not leave you like you are if you trust and believe and rely upon Him. I tell you, it's pitiful today. The day and age that we live in, there's so many people that are tied up in their life, bound in bondages and in chains, and they don't know how to get free. And they started off and they didn't know what trap that they were headed for. But they opened the door and I'm going to tell you, the evil one was there to slap them and chain them and put them in bondage. I'm going to tell you something. That there's so many things to bind and restrict young people. Things that I never had to deal with when I was a young, a young person in my teenage and early 20s. I want to tell you, I had issues and I had things that I had to deal with. But it is nothing like today. And you know why it's that way? Because Jesus is coming. The darkness is increasing. The heaviness is increasing. And it's attacking the young people. Why young people? Because that's where God wants the revival to come from. And I'm here to tell you, young person, old person, in between, it doesn't matter. The power of the living God based on the Word of the living God can bring freedom into your life today. You do not have to live restricted and restrained and tied up in your life. You can receive freedom today. You are only one prayer away. You're only one message away from hearing the truth and being set free. Hallelujah. I believe it with all of my life. All of my life. So we know that the enemy wants to bind us and restrict us. But I'm here to be the bearer of good news. Isn't that what the gospel is? The gospel is good news. Some some people proclaim it as bad news. But I'm here to tell you the gospel is good news. And it is that God has blessed you, that He has favored you, and that He wants to give you freedom in every area of your life like you've never seen before. That's the good news this morning. Amen? Now, there are many things that can tie us up and bind us up and entangle us in life. And you know, the first thing, you know, as I began to prepare uh, and think about this message was fear and mental torment. 
is something that binds God's people and binds people that even don't know the Lord. And I can speak from a voice of authority because I was someone that was bound by fear. I didn't know it. I didn't realize that that was what was going on in my life. I knew the Lord, but still I was bound by fear and mental torment. I'm telling you, I can remember a time when I was a little child. I was probably seven or eight years old. And I can remember this fear, overwhelming fear coming upon me. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand that it was the evil taskmaster. I did not understand what he was doing. But he was binding my life and restricting me in a, with a spirit of fear. Now, can you think about a seven or eight-year-old child and bound with fear? You know, you think you live a little while and, you know, then fear comes. But here I was, very young. And, you know, one of the greatest fears that I have, and I have no idea why it was there, but I had a fear of dying. You know, I, I heard um, years back and years after, of course, that I went through that. And there, there's some kind of uh, a name to that, you know, when people have that fear of death in, in the overwhelming way that I did. And it was such a strong thing of even, you know, just taking the next breath. Am I going to be able to breathe? Is my heart going to keep beating? It was so intense. Now, maybe you can't relate to that. And maybe, but I was totally tormented. And even as a little child, I began to lose weight. And I, I can remember, you know, I had really bad bags under my eyes, you know, and I was fearful and fretful and full of worry. Such a little child going through that. Well, you know what? You are God's little child. You may not be young in age like a little child, but you are God's little child. And He cares about what you're going through, and He's not pleased that that's in your life. And He wants to give you freedom from that. And mental torment. So many people are tormented in this day and hour that we live in. The Bible says that in the last days that will be darkness upon the face of the earth and there'll be heavy oppression that comes upon the people. Isaiah chapter number 60. And we're in that time. But I'm telling you, in the midst of that time, God wants His people free to serve Him. Free to not be restricted. Free to not be entangled with the affairs that are going on in life. He wants us free. He wants us free to use our influence for Him. If you're all bound up and tied up, you might know the Lord, but you're not doing very much for Him. You know why? Because you have no freedom. You're restricted. You're restrained. And God wants to change that. Amen? So that we're not all the time thinking about ourselves, but we can think about what God wants to do for others. Then we're tied up with other things. Can anybody think of some other things uh, that we get tied up in our life with? You know, I've talked about fear and torment. Can anybody think about some things? Poverty? That's exactly right. People are bound by poverty. And not only poverty, but debt. We get bound by that. Do you know that there's spirits that get in families and that spirit of debt will go from one to the other to the other? And you know what? You need to declare is the day of freedom and separation from debt 
and poverty. Your family, you know, they, they might look at you, you know, when you start talking about prosperity and prospering in the Lord because nobody's ever had it in your family, but you stand up and proclaim the freedom of God and the freedom that Jesus paid for. That curse that He took upon the cross. He was cursed with your sin. He was cursed with your mental anguish. And He was cursed with your poverty. He became poor that you might be made rich. And some people want to say well, that's spiritual richness. Yes, but it's every realm of richness. And that includes your pocketbook. And so the devil ties you up with poverty and debt. You can't give to the house of the Lord. You can't give to the work of missions. You can't give to see people helped and blessed and the poor helped. You can't because you got debt and poverty that are dogging your tracks, got you tied up. But I've got good news today. God will release you from that. You do not have to go another step out of this place in that condition. But you know what? you got to recognize it and you got to acknowledge it and say, no more. Jesus has set me free. There's worry, there's cares, and there's stress Worries and cares and stress get us all tied up. And then there's other things. There's drugs and alcohol. See, it's a spirit loose in the world today. Never seen anything like it. But I'm here in the middle of a society that's riddled with it to say, my God will release you from that burden. There's sexual bondages. My, 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 it's been loosed upon the earth today by the enemy. There's pornography, lust, homosexuality, fornication, adultery, just loosed and other perverted things. Loosed. And they get people in bondage. And they're tied up and they're chained and they can't get free. I've got good news. You can be free in Jesus. You can be free from that. You don't have to live that way. You know, probably 50 years ago or 100 years ago, we didn't have to preach about this kind of thing that I'm saying today. But in our time, in our day, in our age, somebody better speak about it because it's prevalent. And whether we talk about it or whether we don't, it's still going on and people are remaining bound. But I'm so thankful that God's Word, spoken in due season, brings freedom and liberty for all that who will hear. Lying and stealing and gambling. It's even in the church. It's a spirit. It binds you. Jesus can loose you from that. Amen. Anger and violence. You know, you, we hear about abuse to the point that there's had to be shelter set up for women, and I'm sure in some cases men, to go to find shelter. But I'm going to tell you, Come to the shelter house of God. You're in the right place today. This is the shelter house. This is the place of refuge in God. I believe it with all my heart. Bitterness and unforgiveness. They creep in. See, those kinds of things creep in. It's not just one day you're bound up. They just little by little encroach into your life to take over. Then there's things such as 
inferiority, insecurity, intimidation, and all of those things, they restrict us and they bind us. And that I tell you, that spirit of inferiority is a spirit that God's people have to deal with in insecurity and intimidation. Because why? Because when you're bound up in those ways, you are not free to speak about Jesus in your life and what Jesus has done for you. They keep you silent. And the Bible says, keep not silent. So we've got to speak, amen? There's deception. You see, people are bound by deception. They're believing things that are contrary to the Scripture. They're doing things that are contrary to the Scripture. They don't even know it. They're blinded to the fact of that. And so, do I think that we have to worry about that? No, I don't. I just think that we stay in the Word. We stay balanced in our life. Doesn't James tell us to be well balanced? Because your adversary, the devil, roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Be well balanced. And that's the key to staying out of deception, being balanced in the Word. Amen. I believe it, don't you? The Bible names many things as bondages. It talks about yokes and chains and fetters and snares. You know what a snare is? It's a trap. It's a camouflage area that where you don't know that it's there, but it's a trap that is set there. It talks about prisoners, and it talks about prison. It talks, the Bible talks about all those things. And of course, bondage means in servitude to a controlling force. And we don't need to be there. We need to be by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Him control us. Be by His side. Amen? And controlled by the Spirit. Not controlled by our flesh, not controlled by evil forces of darkness, not controlled by other people, but controlled by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Amen? Now those that are prisoners and in prison, they're deprived of their liberty and freedom, aren't they? But God came to give you liberty and came to give you freedom through Jesus Christ. Galatians 5.1, you can turn your Bibles there if you want to. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible. And it says this, In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit, listen to this, again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off. Now here he's saying that Christ has made the way, had pay, has paid such a heavy price for our freedom and that it was that He must go to the cross and defeat principalities and powers there so that He can give us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how the victory will come. And He says, I have given you this freedom, made you free, and listen to this, completely liberated you. Well, then if He's completely liberated us, then why do we say, suffer through the bondages and things that hold us and chain us because we have not accepted the true freedom and liberty in the Lord because maybe we do not know about it. My people are destroyed, the Bible says, for a lack of knowledge. But whatever the case may be, today I am declaring a day of freedom and liberation. Complete in Jesus. 
And then he goes on to say, stand fast then. There are times when the enemy is coming against you that you must stand fast. Now I'm going to tell you, and, and I don't want to sound flaky here, but I, you know, as I was studying one day and then the next day I put my outline together, I felt anything but free in being able to bring this to you this morning. And I realized and knew what was happening. It was just like a disconnection, um, just like a frustration, um, a, a, almost a torment, almost there. And I recognized and I stood my ground and I stood fast. I said, no, I will not be bound in preparing for what God wants to do. God has a freeing and a loosing word and I'm going to proclaim it and you're not going to stop me. See, sometimes you've got to talk. Sometimes you've got to speak some things. And not. I could have sat there and said, well, you know, I guess God doesn't want me to minister this. I guess I'm not supposed to do it. No, I'm not going to second guess it. I know I got the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God and I'm doing it and I'm standing fast. We have to stand fast in our liberty. And then he goes on to say, do not be hampered and held and snared or trapped and submit again. See, once God sets you free, do you know you can go back under that? But He sets you free. So don't submit again to that yoke of slavery. I like what the King James says. Stand fast in the liberty and don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'm going to tell you, the affairs of life and the things that go on, the forces of darkness want to entangle your life and mess it up and cause confusion. You know, uh, this morning I went to my dresser drawer as I was preparing. I was going to put on some jewelry. And I got in there and I got a necklace out. And I thought, well, I may wear that. And when I got it out, uh, you know, I just had a little space to put it in. It was a larger uh, piece of jewelry. And so it was all entwined and messed up and scrunched up together. And I really had to work and work and work to get it right. And that's the way our lives are sometimes. We get entangled in life. And it takes a little work and a little effort and a little, not a little, but a lot of anointing of the Holy Spirit to untangle that mess. Amen? And that's what He wants to do for us. Galatians 5.1 is written to Christians. He said, don't you be entangled again. See, God had set, him, set the people free. There in Galatians had set them through, free through the power of Jesus Christ. So He said, don't be entangled again. He's saying that to us today. Don't be entangled again. If you are, get free and stay free and stand fast. That's what He's speaking. And then He speaks to, uh, to the non-Christian. If you're here today, you haven't made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Maybe you're not living for the Lord the way you ought to. I want to tell you there is hope for you today. I want you to turn to Psalms chapter number 68 and I'm going to read from verse number 6. Now listen to this. God sets or places the solitary or the ones that are alone. Wouldn't you say solitary could mean alone? God places those that are alone in families. Now, I'm not talking about 
your human family, you know, the family that you were born into. I'm talking about the family that you're born into by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the family of God. God places those that are alone, out there on their own for prey, all tied up. He takes them and He places them in a family. Now, I'm going to tell you, I believe in the power of the local church. Whether I was here and pastoring in this church or not, all my days I have believed in the power of the local church. It's the entity that God has set up on the face of the earth to bless and minister and help His people. Forsake not the assembling of yourself. Don't forsake it. And as you see the day of the Lord approaching, go to church even more. I tell you, it's an alarming thing that I see today, even in this church. Are we forsaking the house of the Lord? In many cases, yes. We forsake. And you know what? We, when we forsake, we suffer. You get estranged from the house of God and the family of God. You get pulled away. You may say, well, I'm not backslidden. That's not the point. We need one another. There is safety in the house of God. The Bible talks about in the book of uh, Isaiah that the local church, that there is a place of defense or there is a covering over the house of God. And we need to be in church. Well, what am I doing? Taking this and beating you over the head? No, but hear the word of the Lord. And if you're not regular in your church attendance, whether you go here or not, get somewhere and be faithful and be a part of that church because there's safety, there's refuge, and there's protection in the house of God. So the local church is the family. Amen? God sits and places those that are alone in a family. And He brings them out, those which are bound with chains. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. We can be rebellious and not heed the voice of the Lord and the Word of God, and we can live in a dry land. But I'm going to tell you, if you are in prison, which is what this is talking about, He brings out of prison those which are bound, taken captive, prisoners in chains. He brings them out. I've got a good word today. If you don't know Jesus or you're away from the Lord, He will bring you out of the prison house. He will set the prisoners free today if you will believe. And He will loose the chains that are off in your life. I want to tell you, we're in many cases, we as God's children are like the children of Israel. We take an 11-day journey going around the mountain. It takes us 40 years to do it. I'm going to tell you, today is the day of your salvation. Not 40 years and not you begging for the next 10. Today is the day of your salvation. It's time for the chains to be broken. And I'm talking here and the Holy Ghost is putting a finger upon your heart. You may have been here for years, but you've got areas in your life that you are bound in, that you are chained in. God will set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, if you're going to clap, you got to clap. I see many people that are estranged or don't know the Lord. Here's a scripture for you. But it also can be for those that are in the house of God. Isaiah 42 and verse number 22. 
But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. And they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivers. For a spoil and none says restore. I've got a word for you today. Not only is it a word of freedom, but it is a word of restoration. You may have been hit out. You may have been stolen from. The, the trap may have been set for you. And you may have fallen in. But I've got a word of restoration. See, it was pitiful because here he said, these people are for a spoil and a prey. And they're hid out in a prison house. They're restricted. They're tied up and they can't get out. But if a word of restoration would be spoken, they could be set free. And it's a sad thing because there was no one to say restore. But Jesus is saying restore today. I will restore to you the years that have been robbed from your life. I will restore to you the things that have been taken from your life. And He will open that prison door and He will release you and He will let you out. And don't you know if you were a prisoner of war, can you just imagine this? If you were a prisoner of war and you had been held for a period of time and mistreated and abused and restricted, can you imagine when the key was put in that cell and it was turned and opened and you could come out? Jesus has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He gave the keys of the kingdom to us and we're here today proclaiming that Jesus has opened the prison door and He is releasing you and letting you out. Glory! Hallelujah! Now Adam gave mankind's freedom and liberty that God gave him in the garden. He gave it away. When, when the enemy came and tempted him, what happened? Adam lost control. He lost his willpower. He lost his freedom. And he lost his liberty. But I'm here to say, good news today. Jesus Christ, the last Adam, went to a garden. It's called the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said, not my will, but thine be done. Adam said, here, Satan, you can have my will. And Jesus said, no, God, you, you take my will and you do something with it, something good with it. And that's what happened. Didn't the Bible say that Jesus was in that garden? And it said that he prayed until he was sweating great drops of blood. Do you think that one drop of the blood of Jesus Christ was wasted? I tell you no, because Jesus won back our freedom and our liberty. And we have willpower now given to us by God to choose what we're going to do. And you can't say truthfully, that you're bound and you can't get free. Because yes, you can. Because Jesus prepared and made the way for all of our freedom to happen and take place. Amen? And so His blood bought back the control and bought back the liberty and freedom that we can have here today. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's that power to cleanse and forgive if, if there's sins in your life. He can cleanse and He can forgive. 
He can make us righteous. See, sometimes the devil wants to condemn us and say, you're not righteous, you're this and you're that because you did this and you did that. And all of that's true. And when the devil, isn't he called the accuser of the brethren? When he comes to accuse you and me, you know what we need to say when he comes? Do we need to say, guilty? Is that what we need to say? No! We need to say, cleansed, forgiven, free, liberated. I tell you, it takes a bold man or woman of God to stand up and say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, the first time I began to say that and confess it out of my mouth, I thought a lightning bolt was coming down from heaven to strike me. But you know what I see in the Scripture, in Hebrews and other places, that God wants me to have boldness and confidence in the righteousness that He paid such a supreme price for. Glory to God. So there's power in the blood of Jesus, not just to forgive and cleanse us and make us the righteousness of God, but it's there to liberate and free us from all bondages and from all chains and from all blinders and take us out of prison houses. There's not one prison house that is too strong, did you hear me? That the blood of Jesus cannot destroy the power that restrains and withholds. Hallelujah. So if the devil condemns you and tells you that you belong in that prison, you plead the blood. You plead the blood. Plead it over your mind. Plead it over your body. Plead it over your circumstances because there's power in the blood. We need to sing more about the blood. Glory. I guess I'm a shouting Baptist. Okay, Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Let me ask you something today. Do you have some heavy burdens upon your shoulders that you're weighted down with? Do you have those heavy burdens upon you? The anointing is here. The anointing of God is here. And he goes on to say, And his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. You know, when an animal is yoked, They only can do what their master tells them to do. And see, Satan is not our master. Jesus is our master. God does not want us yoked up. He does not want us yoked up with bondages and things that entangle and restrict us in our life. He doesn't want that. And he made such a way and he said that yoke that is upon your neck and that burden that is upon your shoulder shall be destroyed because of the anointed. The anointing by the anointed one. Do you know that Christ means anointed one? He is the anointing one, anointed one. That's who we're looking at today. That's who we're looking at today. 
is Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. And when the anointing comes and it destroys the yoke, that word destroy means to grind it to powder. It means to annihilate. Not just leave you a little restricted. Well, we let you free some. No, totally. Yoke is totally destroyed or annihilated. Amen? Praise the Lord. Acts 10.38 tells us who the oppressor of people is. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. What's power? Miraculous ability. Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and with miracle power. And He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. This word oppressed means weighted down. To be weighted down. The people that are weighted down. And it also means one who acts as a ruler or potentate. The king. See, the enemy is a counterfeit. He tries to do everything that God does. He is not the king. He is not the ruler. And he's not the potentate. But God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ is the king. And you see here that all those that were oppressed, Jesus went about doing good and delivering those that were oppressed of the devil. So oppression... Chains, prison, all of those things. It's not God punishing you. It's not God doing something to you to teach you a lesson that you can learn by. We can learn through lessons. But I'm going to tell you, I like to learn another way. And it's just by seeing the Word of God and obeying. That's a much better way, isn't it? It's a much better way. Praise God. John 10.10 says, Jesus comes to give you life and to give it to you in abundance. To the overflow, I like what the Amplified Bible says. You see, the devil came to restrict. Jesus came to release the captives and to let the oppressed go free. And everybody who came to Him, He set them free. Amen? And so we can see the difference between what the unseen realm and forces of darkness do and what God, our Lord and Savior, does through Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to turn you to this scripture in Luke 4. I want you to turn here. It's very familiar scripture to most of us that know the Lord. But maybe not to everybody. Luke 4. And verse number 17, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus talking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Who are the poor? Those that are in need. Now it could be financially poor but it's just people that are in need. Jesus came to preach the gospel to the poor. Why? Because the gospel is good news. He came to say, you can be rich in me. You can have provision in me. You can have a way made for you through me. And he went on to say, 
He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Many people are tied up and entangled in life because they've been brokenhearted. Something has happened in your life that is a horrible thing. It's a terrible thing and you're brokenhearted, I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants to set you free from that prison of brokenheartedness. When people are brokenhearted, they are emotionally crushed by life. I'm telling you, life can be, can be really bad some days, sometimes. Life can be horrible sometimes. But I have good news to tell you that Jesus will heal you in that prison of brokenheartedness and in that place of being emotionally crushed to where you don't know how you're going to pull it together. Oh, you might pull it together when you come in here and nobody may know. You may sit beside people. They don't even know what's going on in your life, but Jesus does. And He's here with His anointing today. He came to preach deliverance to the captives. Deliverance, freedom, liberation. He came to preach liberation to those that were imprisoned. If you're imprisoned today, Jesus has a good word of deliverance for you. And I'm, I'm here, I'm His mouthpiece today, and I'm telling you what He is saying. And it goes on to say, "...in recovering of sight to the blind." I believe and I have prayed that blinders are coming off today. Whatever area that's in. It could be blindness to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It could be blindness to certain things in the Word of God. It could be blindness about how you're treating your family. It could be blindness on and on and on. It can be different ways. But I'm here to say that Jesus gives sight to those that are blinded, those that are in a haze and can't see and don't know where they're going. He can give you focus and He can give you direction and He can give you sight. Aren't you glad? And to set at liberty those that are bruised, broken down, broken down because of calamity. Jesus said here He wants to give you freedom if you're bruised and broken down because of calamities in your life. What truth. What power. My, my, my. He wants to set free and to bring liberty those that are bruised. You know, many times when people are bruised, you know, you don't see the, what's really happened. You might see a little mark, a little scar or whatever, but you don't see what's really happened. And people have been broken down because of the calamities of life. And people look at you and they see one thing, but there's something in the heart that's going on, crying out to God. God, here I am this morning. Set me free. And His anointing is here to set you free. You shall know and understand the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, I was thinking about some things that have happened in our church over the years and how I've watched God set people free so many, many times. And, you know, but He brings things back to my memory in, in particular. And I was thinking about a lady, and she's here this morning. I'm not going to embarrass her. But I remember at a time in her life when her son was, you know, not behaving the way she wanted 
And it was to the point where she was just weighted down with that care and just stressed and tormented over what, you know, her son and what was going to become of him. And I remember one day she came to me, probably one evening, and she began to share it and pour out her heart to me. And I said, let's bow right here and let's pray. Let's give this care. Are you ready to give this care? Are you ready to be set free from this heavy burden that's upon your shoulder? And she said, I'm ready. We bowed down there. We gave that to the Lord. And we thanked God for it. And when she rose up, she was completely free. And she's told me since that day, Jesus liberated her. Now, I'm not saying I don't know situations, you know, when she got up in the next week or two or month or two or year or two or whatever, she might not have seen a lot of change in the natural realm, but she was relieved of that heavy burden. And I remember the time that there was a person in our church that was so tormented and so vexed and oppressed that they couldn't sleep, they couldn't function, they couldn't take care of their family, they couldn't do things that they needed to do. And it's an extreme case, but sometimes, you know, we might find ourselves there. And she had a group that went into her home and anointed her home with oil to represent the Holy Spirit being over her home and bound those spirits and prayed in the Holy Ghost and liberation and freedom came. Now I want to tell you today, liberation is here. Freedom is here. The anointed one and His anointing is in this place today to destroy yokes and lift heavy burdens. Lift heavy burdens. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.